everybody. It's a beautiful day for the EGAD podcast. How about that? Beautiful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) I'm Johnny Tawera. With me as always is Sheena Van Cott. (laughs) If you didn't catch on, we're going to be reviewing uh, a couple different things in this episode. One being a beautiful day in the neighborhood with Tom Hanks. Yes. And then uh, in the second half of the podcast, we'll be talking about Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. A movie I found out not about uncircumcised people, as it turns out. Spoilers. <laughs> it's not about <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> I'm totally sorry. not sorry for that. Um, so yeah, so we'll start off with um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, a movie about... Um, Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers himself. What is it? And that's the thing is, I I kind of just from the trailers and stuff, I expected it to be a lot more focal on on Mr. Rogers himself, and it's really not no. about the movie. Really, is not about Mr. Rogers. There's definitely a story arc that goes along the lines of like talking about Mr. Rogers or interviewing Mr. Rogers, but it's actually not. It's based on the true story of real life friendship between Fred Rogers and journalist Tom. Juno. Juno. And that is played by Matthew Matthew Reese. Reese. Yeah, they call uh, they, oh, they change the names and, in this. And the character is Lloyd Vogel, not not. Of course they take some liberties. Oh, and it said it said where did I just see that? It said written written by Tom Juno. Inspired by the article. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, probably his just, they Esquire article. Esquire article. Uh, yeah. I believe it's called Can You Say Hero? Yeah. So. From 1998. And this has a 7.7 out of 10. What would you personally rate it? Just from your own. I put it about the same. I, I really liked it. And I, I was about an 8. I So, th- though it didn't have the storyline I thought it would, right. it, it did not disappoint me at all. It's no. an hour and 49 minutes long. Um, I was entertained all the way through for the most part. I don't really remember very many scenes where I was bored. There were super silly scenes where they have models of like, oh like they do on the show. Yeah, they, they would do transition scenes between New York and uh, where did Mr. Rogers just live? between scenes overall. Philly? Uh, Philly, I think. Yeah. And and it was really they were just silly. There's one where they do the little plane taking off, and that just made <laughs> but me the model every work. single time. The model work is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, if you remember much about watching Mr. Rogers, there's there's that intro where you're zooming through the the model of the neighborhood, right. and and I legitimately, as the movie was about to start, I I said, if it doesn't start with him walking through the door of the house, we're leaving right now. <laughs> like I'm not gonna watch this, and and it did. It started with the started model, with the model of the neighborhood, yeah, the and, then, of the show. and then it went to the opening of the actual show. So it starts out basically like any episode of Mr. Rogers would, and then it kind of goes into the story of, of him and this journalist. But yeah, I, I overall, I liked it quite a bit. I, I thought it was really good. It did have some kind of silly trippy points, like where they're, where he was in the, the puppet area. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, right. The, the dream sequence. The dream sequence, yeah. It, right. was, it was good, but it, it was just different. It was unexpected, but it was silly. It was funny. He had his bunny ears. <laughs> on his head. Oh, because he was uh, old rabbit. He was his rabbit from right. when he was a kid. Yeah. So um, the uh, journalist uh, Vogel 
had kind of a rough childhood when it came to his parents. His mom died while he was a little bit younger, and his dad kind of bailed. Right. Not even after she was dead. It was before. Yeah, kind of walked out on the family. Yep. And the movie starts with the uh, the journalist going, going, to, his going to his sister's sister wedding. wedding. Yep. Where the dad shows up. He has a newborn baby yeah. with his wife. The journalist, his, not the dad. The journalist, sorry. And the, the dad is not really a part of his life much. But in, in the, the film, the dad is trying to kind of get back into the good graces of his children. So he gets an invite to the wedding and he shows up. And of course he drinks too much. and As one does. Yeah, and him and the journalist Vogel get into a fight and... It turns into a big thing, and then and then he has to do a story piece on Mr. Rogers, and when he meets him, he's got, like, a black eye and a messed up nose. And yeah. So Mr. Rogers, of course, being Mr. Rogers, is very concerned about him. And anyway, it's a really good storyline. I really enjoyed the performance, of course, because Tom Hanks is phenomenal. And it turns out that Tom Hanks is, like, sixth cousin... Or something related to Fred Rogers, which is kind of crazy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw something about we We reported on it at Fox 13 and uh-huh. talked about it a little bit on TV. And then there was articles kind of surfacing, you know, all over the place about it once it kind of came to light. And I don't know if that's true or not. But yeah, I don't know. It's just something that the news is reporting or was reporting anyway. So that was kind of an interesting tidbit of... Tom Hanks playing the role of Mr. Rogers and uh, just to add on to this like there was a, a episode of Drunk History where Colin Hanks plays Mr. Rogers for for the for the episode right so it's kind of funny that Tom Hanks plays it in the movie and then Colin No I thought that, I thought that was a missed opportunity because there was a point in the movie where they went back to younger mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers on mm-hmm. black and white, and I'm like, oh, why they didn't totally they? Why didn't they get Colin, Colin? For that? That would have been awesome. One, and and that was funny. It was one of the one of the only things on social media of mine that has ever gone viral. Was me posting about how how they both played Mr. Rogers. Rogers and Colin Hanks retweeted my tweet, <laughs> and I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> Just a little shout out to myself where I can toot my own horn or whatever, but even on Fox 13's The Place, they talked about it because I told the hosts about it, and they're like, we need to talk about that on the show. I was like, okay, I'm not going to stop you. I'm happy about you it. You do your thing. Yeah, and I actually, just as a result of that, I got tons of people adding me or following me, so that was kind of neat. Colin Hanks retweeted my tweet. So a fun thing about the uh, this movie, I guess. So with it coming out, you know, in this last year or so, you've seen a lot about uh, Mr. Rogers, you know. So and that's great. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I've never been one to have heroes that were real people, right? Because people are horrible. <laughs> People suck. That's <laughs> true. But and 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 that's a true thing. You know, people are like, oh, who are your heroes? And I'm like, I, I really don't have any because you know, you look at some of the people that might have been your heroes, and they're, they're they're not that great, right? But the more you find out about, or the more I found out rather about Fred Rogers, the more I was like, you know, I don't. He probably has some skeletons. Who doesn't? But. Just the I don't way, know, man. That movie really made yeah. me think like this is the one human being probably on the planet that just doesn't have that. I, he does yeah. go into a little bit about how it must have been hard for his children, him being kind of in the public eye, and, right? 
and how he his his kids don't talk about it much but now that they're older they do yeah um or reverse maybe i don't remember exactly how he words it but either way i i thought it was interesting that he kind of does touch on yeah the childhood for my children was kind of hard being on tv and stuff but but seeing the way you know that he's portrayed in this and reading accounts of others saying that's really how he he was you know that really touched my life in a way that i didn't know a a, you know a real quote-unquote hero could i don't think he liked being called a hero or he's didn't seem to it's not the portrayal of him in this film in particularly but uh but you know i've had my my struggles with you know well life in general but with people that are religious and if more of them acted like fred rogers i think we'd be okay yeah religion wouldn't be so bad yeah um but but again the movie isn't in, it isn't necessarily even about fred rogers as a person although you do get to see I mean, you know right. i actually felt like i learned more about fred rogers than i think i would ever have thought i would learn right. about him um and this was is, definitely more about the the the, the journalist journalist yep but uh it's an inter- interesting story and by the time it was over we both kind of wanted to find the article so we could read the original article and right. see what it said and stuff like that but it i mean ultimately mr rogers ended up kind of making the journalist's family come together yeah. in, in in some sort of harmony harmony before the guy's father passes away yeah, and I think I, I saw that that was actually played up for the movie. That didn't happen, but... I was going to say, I'm not sure how much of this film is actually accurate to the story. Well, there, there was a scene where uh, on on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, he was attempting to set up a tent mm-hmm. and couldn't get it. Oh, yeah. Well, that so actually... that's one of the things, is because that was all recorded, and then yeah. he's like, yeah, good, let's use that. And so I don't know yeah, if that, that was that actually That actually happened, but it happened in the 70s. Uh, I think, whereas this took place in the late 90s, uh, and I don't know if they actually used that take. There was a few things like that, like this actually happened, but it happened so it could just be not in this like timeline. Yeah. Right, but they wanted to utilize just that scene to kind of show or exhibit kind of a, a f- form of what his character is actually like, like how Mr. Rogers actually acts. You know one thing I never understood? Why he comes in the house, takes off his jacket, puts on a different jacket, and puts on different shoes. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I don't have I don't a problem with I it. Ever, I just don't understand it. I, I don't, don't think understand I ever it. Picked that up. Yeah, uh, the fact that he comes home, supposedly comes home, changes into like his comfy clothes. Yeah, gets his where cardigan. For me, my comfy clothes are like pajamas, not right? A whole nother outfit, and then he puts other shoes on. Yeah, canvas. She's like, he puts on chucks. Low top chucks, basically. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of because who comes home instead of his loafers doesn't just take their shoes off or at least put on some form of slippers, right? I've got a hook by the door so I can take my pants off and just put them up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Yeah, I don't go that far. I, I I don't. uh, I don't change my clothes until. I mean, I I change them closer to when I'm ready to go to sleep. But there's a point. I'll try and keep the clothes I'm wearing on. some extended period of time and then i eventually do get changed but i think most of the time i'm just ready to go home sit down and be lazy and yeah. not do anything but That's i fair. just thought it was interesting that he came home 
and changed his shoes. I yeah. just think it's weird to go home and put different shoes on. Yeah, not slippers. Slippers but... or just socks even. I just walk around <laughs> in socks personally. But then... Of course, I also don't have an awesome trolley going through my, right. my bay window. I don't so... have any puppet friends or anything like that. And, or people that live in my alternate universe that's behind my house. Stoplight hanging on my wall. <laughs> but... I don't have I picture picture. A... Maybe I should take a note for Mr. Rogers' book because yesterday my cat had diarrhea and I stepped in it on the carpet. Ew. So I'm like, maybe I need to start wearing shoes at all. <laughs> maybe that's why he's got maybe incontinent he, pets. He was tired of stepping. What was the cat puppet's name? Oh, Daniel Tiger. <laughs> maybe he stepped in Daniel Tiger's shit on the carpet once, and he's like, Daniel no Tiger more. has his own show. I have now. indoor my house shoes. <laughs> I don't think it's about crapping on the carpet, though. No, probably not. <laughs> Who knows? It, it was interesting. It was also a different time. You never know. I don't know. Either way, enjoyed it. Yeah. It was good. Well, and you go back and you watch um, old, well, they're all old now. Mm. You watch segments from the show. Mm-hmm. And and where do you see that? Well, you can they see them on YouTube. Them on they might air them on TV. I don't know. Usually Probably. I see it on YouTube. Was it PBS? Yes. Okay. Well, one thing I always thought was great is he was always inquisitive, but he never talked down to anybody right he was never condescending no. i feel like he did have little things where he would be like are you okay a little too much yeah like are you okay are you okay are you sure you're okay kind of like what men hate about women in dating <laughs> what are you thinking what are you thinking about hamburgers oh yeah how you doing i'd How's rather be masturbating yeah. <laughs> let's talk about your feelings how did that make you feel he's kind of more like a therapist almost i think he very well could have been I don't actually know anything about his his background as far as no. schooling or education goes. So, he could have some sort of PhD. I don't even know. I'm gonna be worth looking into at yeah, some we point. We might have to research that. Not that anybody would care, but we can no. maybe follow up if you care. Nobody interacts with us, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're reaching that halfway mark. I don't really have much more to say about Mr. Rogers. Do you got anything else you wanted to note on? Uh, if you dear listener are interested in this movie i would say check it out check it out i did not cry like i thought i would but it was still really touching but yeah it had it was kind of like jojo rabbit in a way where i didn't expect to have the feels as much as i I did i would like maybe more of a biopic it says it is but it's definitely not centralized around mr rogers although it does speak a lot to how he was as a person so I guess when you think about it, it really is very much so. But it's, I honestly think it was more about the journalist for sure. Yeah, definitely. Still great though. And I think it was just more so uh, something, just like an, an interest piece on the two of them together and the story behind what happened between the two of yeah. them, rather than each individual person. So a biopic on just or biopic, I guess is how you say it. Well, I don't know. Um, that sounds like a medical procedure. I, I think it's probably just depends on who's saying. It. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> uh just on fred rogers would be i would like a special like if they do if they release this movie i want a special just about the models just about a yeah. featurette because those models look so cool oh the models <laughs> the, the airplane yeah, yeah 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 the neighborhood and the scenes and stuff yeah. and they had a bunch of different and they don't little, new york I mean, there was a whole Philly. new york the island yeah it had the bridges and everything it was pretty cool that that alone would have been really fun. I want to watch the making of this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing I'll leave on. Oh, that's the note I will leave this on for that film. I want to see the making of it. I think that would be kind of cool. 
So we're going to take a little break. Um, you guys can listen to that nonsense about how to start your own podcast. And then uh, we'll be back to talk about Uncut Gems starring Adam Sandler. Say hi to your mom for me. And welcome back. We're still here. We're still standing, except we're not standing. I don't know why it's scrolling. Okay. <laughs> it's going the right direction now. That's what she said. Welcome back, guys. We're going to talk about Uncut Gems. We kind of started debating on the break about it a little bit, and we're like, oh, we got to record. We're actually saying things about this movie we have nothing to we, say about. Let's just like start <laughs> this off with... Um, okay, well, we, this is getting like all kinds of buzz. Like... It's been all over the place. Nomination People are super buzz. impressed with the performances and uh, Adam Sandler. Like, very specifically, this is not an Adam Sandler film. This yeah. is, you know, something this isn't, different. This isn't and Happy Gil- Gilmore. This isn't The Ridiculous it's Six. It's not, not Pixels. It's yeah. nothing like any of those films. Not it Grown Ups. It is very different, and his performance was Subdued. good compared to most other things he does. And it is very much a serious kind of artsy film. However, at the end of it, uh, I couldn't help but feel kind of just not only robbed because <laughs> I remember using that term, but also just like kind of taken aback. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? All right, that's that's essentially how I felt at the end of the film. So, uh, his his character Howard something i can't remember the last name ratner Ratner? okay howard ratner we'll say played by uh, adam sandler he's just a loser you know he's being jewish was a big part of this movie so you know that's right okay um you know, a, a big part of it was him being Jewish and his Jewish, Jewish family. Yeah, all very strong in the film. Uh, big, big Jewish family. Yeah, you know, yeah, very traditionally. The weirdest thing is the movie starts out by ex- we see his colon. No, it started out with that that compound fracture. Oh right, in the mine. Yeah. Um, and then right, we get to the right. colon shot. And then the colon. But I just mean when you're introduced to the yeah. character himself, though. It's from the so, butt. So, yeah, there's mine, mine stuff happening. A guy wounded. I mean, this is in order of how you see them. Right. Um, and then you're introduced to uh, Adam Sandler's character, Howard Ratner, by seeing inside of his colon. Yeah. Because he's getting a colonoscopy. So you see him there with... He's being responsible. Camera up his ass and... Sure, know, yeah, whatever. Be- I, I don't know if there was some... He was talking about, with the doctor on the phone when he called the results or whatever, that, that there was family history of stuff, right. and so colon cancer, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I don't know what significance that holds. That's another one of those things, though, in the movie where it's just like, why? Why are we yeah. hearing about this? Why Is this based on some sort of a true story or something? I mean, just... I couldn't help but feel kind of like, why? Hold on. Let me, let me read this IMDB thing really quick here. A charismatic... I'm already calling bullshit. (laughs) I am not even kidding. Okay, I'm going to continue. A charismatic New York City jeweler, always on the lookout for the next big score. Okay, that's that that part's all right. Sure. Makes a series of high-stakes bets that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime. Okay. That's... Sure, happens. Yeah, that happens. Howard must perform a precarious high-wire act, balancing business, family... And encroaching adversaries on all sides in his relentless pursuit of the ultimate win. 
Which is true. Put in, put in that context, okay, I guess there is some thin plot. Sure. Okay. Didn't feel like Didn't it. Didn't feel like it. Didn't feel like it at all whatsoever. The entire time I was watching the movie, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Now, and now I honestly, being a person of anxiety attacks, I felt high anxiety throughout the entire movie. And I feel like it's just because in every single scene you're watching, there's too much shit happening yeah. at one time. And I can see why critics like this movie... I think I mentioned that uh, at the end after we saw it. It's very much not your schmaltzy, happy ending, you know, everything works out kind of movie, which I get. This They're burned out on. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they have to see, these poor film critics have to see everything. Uh-huh. And I well, man, do we're, not we're envy part that. Of that. I mean, this was not a movie I was necessarily excited or jazzed about seeing. Well, and I, I haven't been like, excited about a, a, an Adam Sandler movie yeah. since God knows when. I was slightly excited, though, just because it was getting... All the buzz, yeah. Buzz, yeah. <clears throat> I don't... Uh, I mean, there's even this right here. 1917 and Uncut Gems continue to shine at the box office on Golden Globe weekend. Oh, we do plan on talking about 1917 in the future. We're going to so. see that soon, yep. I'm, now, that one I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, Rich I think it's going to give me anxiety for different reasons. Right. Probably, yep. But, but this movie, though, again, well-performed. Yes. No complaints, really, with the acting in it, um, other than maybe the, I forget the name of his... I don't know if they still the basketball do... Basketball guy. Oh, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Other than him, I don't think sports people should be in movies. See, I realize and, and, why, but and, just... and this is why we hit record so soon, because I was about to start talking about Space right. Jam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you go back to Space Jam. <laughs> Kevin Garnett is just really awkward in every scene he's in, and he's kind of a... Not a big role, but a kind right. of pivotal role. He, is that, he's is that he's fair? important, okay. for sure. I think I think he was now, he was uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, crucial. Yeah, he's, he's a crucial. Character. Bit of a linchpin. But but at the same time, like I don't know, I it almost kind of started to take over the film. Almost yeah. like this movie is not about even Adam Sandler's character; it's about fucking Kevin Garnett. <laughs> so I. But, uh, oh, another uh, actor in this was La- Lakeith Stanfield, who was in Knives Out that we Knives talked Out, about and, recently. And, I loved and he was him. good. He was he was fantastic. Yeah, he's great in, in everything I've seen him in so far. Um, Didn't we see a preview for another thing he's in? There's something else that he's part of, and I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, that's, that's a different but conversation. Yeah, we'll talk about that another time. But, uh, but overall, I, I just don't have a lot of so, positive things to say so, about So, basically, Howard is hustling he's he's borrowing money on the left and using it on the right and just trying to like even like pawn stuff yeah and the, then goes or gives away things that aren't his the ring yeah yeah the, he had or the watches celtic or was it celtics yeah celtics ring, championship, ring championship from, ring from kevin garnett because he let so the the whole story is based around this uncut gem essentially it's black when, opals i think opal yeah black opal and it's in its true, like, still in the same form, which is where you, yeah. you see it first in the mine in the very beginning of the movie where the guy is wounded. And I'm assuming this, this man was wounded in the process of getting it. But it's supposedly worth over a million dollars in itself. And, and, I mean, he's getting robbed left and right with an auction and all sorts of other stuff. I mean, well, even, he's got at least two different collectors after him. For some reason, um, I forgot his name again already. Kevin Garnett. Garnett. Why do I keep forgetting? 
he's he's the other KG feels, that's not Kyle Gass. Right, KG. He feels like this gem brings him some sort of good fortune or good yeah, luck or, or it's special. Some sort of mojo. He feels this attachment to it. And so he wants to do whatever he can to get it from Howard. Howard. So I don't know if MTV still does movie awards. I assume they do because there's like nine bazillion award shows. But if they have an award for best ass. Absolutely. The girl. It, it goes to this girl. movie. I can't even remember her, her character. I don't name. even oh, care. Ju- Julia. I know. The ass was like all that was really re- relevant for me with her uh, character. J- isn't it like Julia or something like uh, that? Something. I don't know. It's like Julie or Julia. Um she she was good too. I enjoyed uh, her performance at her. was good, <laughs> but I like to watch her walk away too. Oh Jesus! Yeah, the bootay is probably the one thing that really like quote stood out. <laughs> and and I'm not gonna. Oh my gosh, they used that to their advantage in this film. They had her in 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 very revealing outfits yeah. and in various states of undress. Yeah, she was never in, never in nude some lingerie at one point. Yeah, not nude, but yeah, there's some scenes. Um, I, I, I will give it this, um, though I couldn't stand his teeth for some reason. I don't know if they were real or Yeah, I think he had some sort of veneer. Um, I couldn't stand the accent. I thought his accent was... Again, we're back to Adam Sandler. Yeah, I thought his accent was kind of obnoxious, almost a little bit overdoing it. But I will give it this. This is definitely probably one of the better performances that I've seen him give. Now I've never seen some of his more like I never saw Spanglish to, like, or Punch right. Drunk Love. But you get a chance to actually see him in a more serious role than you would usually see. I mean, this was again definitely no Happy Gilmore, right? So it's kind of nice to see because the man's obviously got some talent, or he wouldn't be doing what he's doing. But he just doesn't give himself an opportunity enough, and he probably has a blast, and that's great. But he yeah. doesn't give an opportunity enough to excuse me show us what he's capable of and i think that in this good lord in this film he he did yeah his character was very loud very loud and didn't seem to slow down at all uh, yeah. the whole what did i say it was two hours 15 minutes it went by almost i don't know it could have felt what I, what am i saying it the pacing, felt like the movie was shorter because the pacing of the movie was so rapid yeah and i, yeah, it I didn't don't, it didn't drag out it wasn't it didn't but but there was moments wasn't there a point where i kind of looked at you and i was like is it over yet yeah like can we be done now just because it was not a it was just not a very I don't even know how to explain it is the thing is I just don't know. I can't, I have yeah. had trouble since watching it, even finding the words to describe this movie. Yeah. And that, and that was the thing we, we talked about is like, we're very much not your, your film critic. Well, I didn't go to right. any sort of film school or. I don't think most people did. I mean, it's just a passion for film overall. Yeah. That we have. I go but... to the, I go to the movies to have fun. Right. And this didn't give me that. But yeah, I wouldn't say don't watch it. I don't like. I I, I just don't pay, know what to think about I this movie. Go see it in a theater. I wouldn't even no. pay to rent it. If it streams somewhere, maybe check it out. Or or get it I, at the library or something. Or yeah, something like that. I don't. I mean, you could rent it. It's probably cheaper. Yeah. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's worth paying the twenty five dollars to go see it. On well, a date and night there were so something. many threads that just. 
didn't really go anywhere. A lot of it just didn't make any sense to me. And I get that's how life is. It really is. You know, I have plenty of threads in my life that go nowhere. Well, this is a very fast-paced city, too. I'm I'm sure that has something to do with it, but there's just too much going on. The colonoscopy kind of went nowhere. There Mm -hmm. was a, there was this weird thing with the, the girl, the, the girlfriend and a, some rapper, rapper that she's that went nowhere with. like we we legitimately have no idea what this girlfriend of his does i mean mind you he's married too but there's clearly yeah he's a married he's guy. married to elsa he's yeah that was kind of crazy that that we saw some elsa in this um adina menzel adina menzel which was it was cool it was kind of it was neat oh, yeah. to see her in her in her live action type of form you know and not as i was like oh my god that's elsa <laughs> so it was kind of cool to see her act and she did good she was she yeah. was good um and she's a gorgeous woman so it worked out and then the he's got this girlfriend which i'm assuming is like a side piece but then as the movie goes on you kind of find out she knows everything about everything it's not like she's in the dark really well, so the wife lives with the boys and, and the daughter somewhere i don't know, Do you know and he has an apartment yeah. with the girlfriend and when we first meet her, like, I'm pretty sure she just got done with an all-female orgy, which Something, I'm totally cool yeah, with. you but... see some girls come out. or And she's still well, in bed with said, a lady. how did the photos go? And she's like, oh, I'll show you these photos. There had to have been just a party or know. something. And he came over the next day or something. Anyway. And again, that went she nowhere. works in his jewelry store. Right. And, and selling Coke? I probably. Because I, that was I kind know. of the, I don't know. It was weird. But then, like, the, the wife, his wife, the mother of his two kids... I think there's two three no because there's the girl and the two boys um she's she's not oblivious to the apartment yeah I mean, she knows it exists so but he would stay at the house with the, the family sometimes well and there's like a strained relationship with a daughter that's important for all of like a minute and a half mm-hmm. and then nothing he's supposed to go to her play yeah i don't know i don't even know and then and then it turns out he's got problems with family i mean it's just yeah it's weird it's Another thing you can kind of give it credit for is it's fucking different. I've oh, yeah. never seen sure. anything like it, that's for sure. So that's kind of nice, almost a little refreshing, but there's some positive things to actually say about this movie. But at the same time, I do, I will not watch it again. Yeah. Uh, unless I have to go see it, you know, with Jason or something. But I just was so, because he wants to see it, but then I told him how much I kind of disliked <laughs> it. And he was like, kind of, I don't know if I care to go see it now. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, uh, once is good, and even that was kind of hard. It was difficult to, to make it even through the whole film. It was interesting. But I did want to see how it ended. Yeah. And it, so if and I was going to rate this, I would be in the in the four neighborhood. Oh, yeah, lower for sure. This It's eight out of ten. And, and honestly, if you guys have any feedback, if you've seen it and you have a different take on it and your opinion is different and for whatever reason, please, yeah. by all means, educate us. Because but I honestly don't believe this be is for the general audience. No. I really don't. And yeah. that's more who I am. Yeah, yeah. And I, this is... It could also just be a personal preference. Like, this is just definitely not the type of movie I would go see yeah. just to go see it. I mean, I, I'm i trying to be a little better about being more open-minded and going and seeing things so we can talk about it here on the podcast. Yeah. We want to be able to give you guys content. But this is not a movie. I'm not an Adam Sandler fan myself. Right. I, I actually love Happy Gilmore. It's just because my dad was a golfer and growing up, you know, like we went golfing. Oh, I raised my son in that movie. So I like Happy Gilmore. That's about it as far as Adam Sandler goes. There was he had some funny albums back in the day that hey, were silly, come on. but our man Grief was in Happy Gilmore. It's old. That's true. Yeah. That's but true. that's the next episode. Is that him? Yeah. 
He's Chubbs Peterson. That's the next episode. We gotta I wrap didn't this realize up. Realize that was the same guy. We do gotta wrap this up. We're gonna talk about some things that actually make us kind of <laughs> about. Uh, the finale of Mandalorian is gonna be on the the next uh, episode that we record. I'm not sure in what order we're going to release these. I guess I just made that happen, huh? huh? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I what would you rate? You said four. I'm in the four, four and a half, uh, maybe. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I wouldn't I'd go so give it far. At least a five, yeah. but but I am lower range for yeah. sure. I gave it more good points just in this recording than I than I. Well, some things in retrospect make more sense in your head, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let's... but but yeah, I'm I'm done talking yeah. about it. It was just not. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it. All right, I guess I'll get going if going is what I need to get. Everybody's a geek about something. It's just something different. Say hi to your mom for me.